You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Home Defense Radio Show. This is Skip Coriel. I'll be your host today, as just like every other day on this show, because I'm the only guy. I'm a one-man show. Oh, hey, Home Defense Show, we're going to explore all aspects of how to protect you and your family. Not just from bad guys, but from every conceivable danger. Heck, we might even talk about uh, the great zombie apocalypse. Who knows? But certainly, we're going to talk a lot about guns, a lot about uh, home defense. We'll talk about how to harden your home against crime. We'll talk about warrior mindset. We'll talk about situational awareness. You know, we'll talk about all the hardware of personal defense as well as the software of personal defense. Most people leave that out. Hey, the uh, the hardware is just one aspect. A lot of people, they make the mistake of focusing on the hardware. They focus on the gun, the ammo, the right belt, the magazine, you know, and all those things are fun. I mean, th- those are good. But, hey, most of it is the software. That's what you got up in between your ears there. What did you bring to the fight with you? Certainly you got your gun, but also you got to have the right attitude, the right warrior mindset, all that good stuff. So, hey, you stick with us every week on the Home Defense Show, and uh, we will teach you the skills necessary to protect all the people that you love. So, but first, who the heck is Skip Coriel? Um, obviously you're all tuning in for the first time because this is the first show. This is episode one. So who am I? Well, let me see. I was born and raised right here in, uh, Southwest Michigan in a little teeny tiny town called, uh, Orangeville. No, that's not in Florida. That's in Michigan. If you don't know where Orangeville is, well, that's about, uh, four miles east of, uh, Martin. And if you don't know what that is, then, well, Google Maps. But anyways, hey, uh, I've got uh, a little bit about me. I've got a wife and seven kids. I've got a five-year-old little girl. I've got a seven-year-old boy. I've got a 10-year-old boy. I've got a 20-year-old boy. No, I think he's 21 now. No, he's 20. Uh, then we got a 22-year-old daughter, a 27-year-old daughter, and a 30-year-old son. And I've got nine grandkids, and yes, I am totally exhausted. I wake up in the morning tired. I go to bed just totally wore out. But, hey, life is good. Life is fun. I am living the American dream here. I mean, heck, I get, I get paid to talk about guns. I get, I get paid to talk about how to protect your family, and that is a passion with me. It's something that I really, really love. So, hey, that's, uh, that's what I do. What else do I do? Let me see. I'm a published author. Um, I've written and published 11 books. Seven are novels, mostly uh, action-adventure type stuff. Some apocalyptic uh, novels as well. Uh, let me see, uh, four nonfiction books that I've published. My latest is called Civilian Combat, the Concealed Carry Book. 
uh, that basically you read that book and you'll have a pretty good idea about the the overall picture and the details on how to protect uh, yourself and your family. Uh, I'm also an adjunct professor at Cornerstone University, um, and I teach writing there. You know, I, I thought that was a really big deal. Go, wow, I'm a professor, an adjunct professor. And then I, I looked up the word adjunct in the dictionary, and it said uh, something of a, a temporary or part-time nature. And I thought, oh, wow, I guess that's not as impressive as I thought it was. So, hey, it's good to be humble. But I'm an adjunct professor there teaching writing, and I just love that as well. I own a small publishing company called White Feather Press. We, uh, we've got about 40 authors that we publish all over the country. Uh, we publish uh, romance novels, uh, zombie novels, vampire novels, cowboy novels, romance, zombie, vampire, cowboy novels, you name it. It's just, uh, it's, it's crazy. But, uh, you know, we also have a lot of Second Amendment uh, nonfiction books. Um, we've got a lot of personal defense books. Those seem to be the ones that sell the best right now, um, for which I'm grateful. But we've got over 100 titles, and we will be having some of our authors here on the uh, show as well uh, to be interviewed. So uh, what else do I do? Let me see. Oh, I am also the uh, co-host for a, a different radio show called Frontlines of Freedom. Frontlines of Freedom is the number one military talk show in the country. I believe we're on 115 uh, radio stations now, probably a few more than that. But that is hosted by Colonel uh, Denny Gillum, a uh, retired uh, uh, Army Ranger. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have him on, uh, I'm sure, from time to time, just to talk, because he, he is a very interesting fellow. Um, what else about me? I teach concealed carry classes. I've taught over 8,000 people how to carry concealed, uh, mostly in Michigan, but also in Iowa and in Wisconsin as well. Um, I love doing that. It's just a passion of mine. Um, boy, I'm probably leaving some. Oh, I'm also a special deputy with the Barry County Sheriff's Office, uh, with the auxiliary that they have. Uh, some of the things that I do there, I, I help organize neighborhood watches, community crime watch. Um, we have a property watch. We also do things um, like uh, church security and safety teams. We help train them. So I've just got a whole ton of things that I do and that I love to do, but they all seem to be related to defense in some form or another, and uh, that's okay. But let me see. Well, today, now that you know who I am, today what we're going to do is, obviously, we've got an election just in a couple of days here. So what we're going to do is we're going to, obviously, that's going to affect families all across the country, and it's going to affect your ability to defend your family, whether you realize it or not, it uh, it certainly will. But we are going to have uh, a, a guy on the show today called uh, Mark Walters. He is the host of Armed American Radio. I think they're on over 200 stations now. But that's the flagship station of the United States Concealed Carry Association. 
uh, which is a, a great group, um, by the way. But, hey, I just, uh, you know, some of the things that we're going to be talking about are, you know, basically you've got two choices here. You have got Donald Trump and you have got Hillary Clinton. And, boy, I've just been talking to people about that. And people, they'll, they'll ask me, they'll go, you know, can't America do better than this? I mean, people aren't happy with Trump. They're not happy with with Hillary. And I, I certainly understand that. Uh, you know, I'm kind of in, in the same boat as you. I, I did not vote for uh, either of them in, in the primary. Um, you know, I kind of wanted uh, someone with the... Oh, the professionalism and the experience of Ted Cruz, but who also had the personality and the humility of a of a Ben Carson. Uh, the problem is you can't mix and match uh, candidates. You, you know, you get them with a primary, and you're stuck with who you're stuck with. And so, you know, I, I'm just not a I'm not a Hillary fan. Um, anyone who is anti-Second Amendment does not get my vote. That's my uh, litmus test. But, hey, um, you know, I talk to people and they say, you know what, hey, I'm, I'm not going to vote for uh, Donald Trump. And I'll say, well, why not? Well, because he's a bully. Well, he can be a bully at times. He can be aggressive. Certainly no doubt about that. But, you know, the answer that I give to them is, yeah, sometimes he's a bully. But the deal is, he's my bully. You know, he he believes that the Second Amendment is an individual right to keep and bear arms, and I know he'll advance that agenda for me. He'll advance my rights. Um, I don't have that confidence with uh, Hillary, and that's one of the things we're going to be talking with Mark Walters um, about. And... You know, when you talk about, is this the best America can do? You know, I really believe that at this point in time, it probably is the best that America can do as far as two candidates. Because, you know, the the founding fathers, you know, they told us, you know, that we have given you a republic, but you can only keep it if you have a well-informed and a moral society. And I look at our society now, I look at, you know, just a culture that's going to hell in a handbasket. I look at porous borders. I, I look at Islamic terrorism saturating for inside our country. I look at politicians who don't obey the law. Uh, I look at um, just the regular people that are walking around. They're narcissists. They don't uh, uh, respect the law. They don't respect other people. Everything's about me, 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 and they don't care about their country. And they are just dumber than a box of rocks. They don't know a Democrat from a Republican or what the Founding Fathers stood for. And if you have something like that, you're going to get candidates like Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. So, you know, with just a few days left until the general election, we are going to talk about uh, that with Mark Walters. He's got his pulse on all things Second Amendment and personal offense. And we're going to get his inputs um, over a couple of segments. And then we're going to finish up with a segment with my children. Well, two of them anyways. I've got seven kids. 
We're going to talk to Phoenix, my 10-year-old, and, excuse me, we're going to talk to Cedar, my 10-year-old, and Phoenix, my 7-year-old. When you got that many kids, you get them, you get them mixed up. But, hey, uh, we're going to talk about gun safety uh, at the end of the show. But, hey, get ready now. Um, buckle up your seatbelts here. Strap in. Because we are going to be talking to Mark Walters when we come back all about the election, what you need to know, what you should know, at least what Mark thinks you need to know and should know. So, hey, stay tuned. Uh, We will be right back to talk with Mark Walters from Armed American Radio. Hang in there. This is Doug Dahlgren of The Prologue. America's Web Radio offers a wide variety of programming that will keep you interested and entertained throughout your week. There are shows about medicine and your health, energy issues, antique cars, our constitution, vegetables and gardening, politics and opinion, business issues, and legal matters, like drones and how they can affect your life. On Fridays at 11 a.m., you can listen to my show, The Prologue, with a new author and a book I just know you'll want to read. The good news is, if you miss a show, they're all archived and available in podcast form when you're ready to listen as often as you like. So stay tuned, won't you, to America's Web Radio and add to the enjoyment of your day. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. All right. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show. Uh, we have a special guest for you uh, this segment. We have retired Lieutenant Colonel Denny Gillum, Army Airborne Ranger. How are you today, Colonel? I am awesome, Skip. This is cool. You're a co-host on my show, and I get to be a guest on your show. This is almost like we're friends. 
Hey, hey, one hand washes the other, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Well, Colonel, um, let's talk about uh, Frontlines of Freedom. I mean, I've been a co-host there for a couple of years. Um, you're the primary host and the founder of uh, Frontlines of Freedom. Um, let's talk a little bit about your career in the Army, and then we'll launch into Frontlines of Freedom. Well, in 1964, I graduated from West Point, uh, commissioned in the Army, went to Airborne Ranger School. Uh, my first duty assignment was at uh, Fort Carson, Colorado. Uh, while there, I volunteered for service in Vietnam. American troops were just starting to go in in combat troops. We had advisors there before. Uh, so I served a year in Vietnam as a rifle platoon leader and then another position. Came back, married the sweetheart that I met at, uh, uh, at Fort Carson. Uh, Marion, Marilyn and I got married. I got assigned to the 101st Airborne Division at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Uh, and a year later, it deployed, uh, to Vietnam. So I got two tours to Vietnam pretty quick. Uh, as a result of those, Two combat tours. I had seven awards for valor and a couple of Purple Hearts and some other stuff. And then I settled down to a fairly normal career. Uh, served some time in Germany, uh, went to schools. Uh, ultimately, my last duty assignment was at, well, I was a Mideast War Planner for four years. And my last assignment was a, as an advisor to the Michigan National Guard, an Army advisor to the Michigan Army National Guard. I retired from that position. I loved no, Marilyn and I fell in love with Michigan, so I retired from that position 30 years ago. Uh, been in sales and management and education, and 10 years ago, about now, uh, we started looking at starting a radio show, Frontlines of Freedom, and it started about nine and a half years ago, uh, Military Talk Radio. So as you know, my friend, getting me to talk is not the problem, getting me to shut up is <laughs> Well, I, I know you've been around the block a few times. This is not your, your first rodeo. But, uh, you know, Frontline to Freedom is just, uh, it's the number one military talk show in the country, and I am just honored and proud, you know, to be a, a part of it. And, you know, this is probably how I got the, the present gig. This is our first, you know, program, the, the Home Defense Show. And, and I, I know uh, that you have a... Um, just a lot of uh, ambition towards getting regular people, everyday citizens, armed and trained and able to protect themselves and your, and your family, don't you? That is absolutely true. Uh, in the same sense that as a soldier I wanted my troops ready to do whatever they need to do when they go into combat, the world is a more dangerous place in general, and America is a more dangerous place in particular. And... You know, when people say, well, death rates aren't going up, blah, 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 the medical science is doing such a great job. The people who, the people who get wounded badly 40 years ago would have died. Well, now they live, so therefore it's not murder. Uh, assault rates are way up, and I don't see any benefit to being a victim. There's nothing noble or morally right about being a victim. And I sure don't want my wife and family victims. And the only way to do that is be prepared to be prepared not just think about it, but be prepared to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. so, so what have uh, you and uh, Mrs. Colonel done to uh, prepare your family uh, to protect yourself against crime? Well, you know, when I got out of the Army, I 
I just didn't feel like I needed a firearm or anything else, and I settled into civilian life, and I suddenly realized that it's dangerous out here, too. Uh, I didn't like automatic, semi-automatic pistols, the 45 that I had to carry in the Army. I really didn't like it because it was a World War II branch one, and you could shake it and it rattle. Uh, so I bought, I bought, I've, I've owned revolvers since then. Uh, my wife has always been able to shoot my weapons, but it told me in the last year that uh, she agreed she wanted her own weapon and, and took, took a couple of different classes to get trained so that she can, one, fire it safely, and two, carry concealed if she wants to. Um, I've even surrendered and finally bought a, a Glock, an automatic, semi-automatic pistol. Uh, I'm still learning how to use it well. Uh, that uh, I'm not going to be a victim, uh, and I don't want my wife to be a victim. Uh, there's some jerk yeah. up, but I don't care if he's on drugs or malicious or I don't care. Uh, we're, we're, I don't want to be a victim. Well, and, you know, the thing is, um, I just turned 59, and I know that you're just slightly older uh, than I am, just by, uh, you know, a little bit, a decade or so. So, you know, and the older you get, the more you have to be able to protect yourself and the more the gun comes into play because, you know, hey, you're not a 20-year-old Army Ranger anymore. I, I'm not a 20-year-old, you know, Marine anymore, and we just can't, you know, take names and kick butt like we used to do. We need the advantage, you know, of that firearm. So, And I, I was really happy to see you go to that uh, semi-automatic pistol because just the way things are going, I'm not sure I trust my life to fire just five or six shots anymore. And uh, that semi-auto, um, you, you've got, what, a, a Glock Model 23, so how many rounds you got? At, how many rounds you got in your magazine, Then You know, 15 compared to the five in my uh, 357 mag revolver. Yeah. Uh, that, that, and it's easier to reload, I noticed. Oh, yeah, <laughs> especially when your hands are shaking, right? <clears throat> you know, and that's the part nobody thinks about. You yeah. don't know how, until you've been in a life-or-death situation, you don't know how scared you can be and how inaccurate that will make you. Uh, yeah. Most of the studies I've seen that most shootings, particularly if it involves law enforcement, take place between 10 and 15 feet, and about a dozen shots are fired, and nobody's hit. Because <laughs> it's scary as heck, and your your body responds. And the only way to beat it that I know of is practice, right? Well, and... You know, you have the advantage over me and most people in that you have been under live fire. I mean, I can't say that. I've been training for for years and years and years and taught people, but I can't say, hey, yeah, I've been under fire. I've proven myself. I can't say that. But you have. You've been in combat situations. You know, so what? what is it like when people are actually trying to kill you? You know, one of the things that people sometimes talk to me about is rewards for heroism that I've received. And my answer is, and I'm speaking to your question right now, if you're a doer and not a, and you, you can make yourself face tough situations, you don't think, well, I think I'll do something brave now. You see a situation and you respond to it. And you do it because you're somebody who does things. You don't hide from things, you go do them. And you don't set out to do something brave. So when in a situation where somebody confronts you with, for whatever reason, you've got to step up and act. You have to, you just do what's necessary. But the only reason you can do that is because you've trained. 
And if you've trained and prepared and you're comfortable with something, you are more likely to do it well and accurately than if you're just panicking trying something for the first time or the third time in your life. Uh, it ain't going to work. Uh, no different than playing a sport. If I was, you and I were playing football, we were against each other, and I was a linesman, you're a linesman, and you've been a linesman for 10 years, and I've been a linesman for 10 minutes, you're going to eat me alive. <laughs> but a year later, I, I'm going to give you a tough time, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, if you saw the two of us standing side by side, you'd know exactly what the, the colonel's talking about. He's about a, a head taller than, than I am. But, you know, you were talking about stress under, uh, under combat situations, and, you know, I, I've always taught that, you know, you've got to develop that muscle memory, and, you know, because when you get into that, the stress of combat, you, you know, you're going to get that adrenaline dump into your bloodstream, you know, your heart rate's going to skyrocket, you're going to spaz out, you're not going to be thinking properly. And with all these things happening to you physiologically and mentally, all you have left to fall back on is your training. And if you got no training, you know, you're, you're just a cowering puddle of blood puke and urine on, on the sidewalk, and the bad guys can basically just, you know, have their way with you. So I'm glad you've got that combat, you know, experience because it gives you a leg up. On, uh, on everyone else. Uh, a little uh, transition now. Let, let's talk about how do you train your wife to shoot and carry firearms. I know you're an incredible husband. Marilyn loves you very much. So it must have been real simple for you to train her, right? It was really easy. I introduced her to a really good trainer and got the heck out of the way. <laughs> oh, so on top of being a good husband, you also have some wisdom to you as well, huh? Somewhere. Uh, you know, I, I know a gal who's a really good trainer. I, she did the orientation for her. Uh, when it came time for a little more advanced training, I found some goofball named Skip Coriel. And yeah. <laughs> bath there. We spent a full day, most of the day. And I basically stayed away. I wasn't even a cheerleader. Uh, and she learned quite well. Now, now, her problem is the same as mine. Now that we've had the training, we need to regularly go practice, maintain proficiency. And she and I are both dragging our feet on that a little bit, but we do get to the range and, and take care of issues not as much as often as we'd I'd like. To, I think we should. But, uh, yeah, that's my strongest advice. Same advice when it came to buying her, 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 her pistol. I introduced her to a guy who knew what he was doing, and I left. <laughs> And she yeah, that was came back. She found she found one that fit her perfectly. You know, it, it's just a totally different dynamic. A, a, a husband should not teach his wife how to shoot. He shouldn't buy the gun for her. It, it, it seldom works out. There are some exceptions, but usually there's uh, some impatience going on. It's just a totally different dynamic, and so I think you. Well, I want her to learn from me, but I'm a different person. You know, I have my hand strength different. My everything's different. And I don't know who I learned it from, but it might have been from you. I don't know who I learned it from. But to introduce her to a good guy or a gal who knows how to, who knows firearms, who can handle a good deal, and get the heck out of the way. And that was the best advice. That that really works. There you go. Well, all right, Colonel. We're just about out of time here. Before we go, first I want to thank you so much for the opportunities on Frontlines of Freedom. Uh, radio, um, 
but then please tell us how people can get in touch with your world. How can they listen to your to your radio show? And of course, you also uh, have a book that they can get on Amazon called The Smiling Ranger, correct? It is indeed. I, I, I have a lot of fun with The Smiling Ranger. And, uh, yeah, Front Lines of Freedom is a nationally syndicated show. All the shows are available on podcast, frontlinesoffreedom.com. Uh, it's a weekly show. It plays nationally. We're on, 100, I think, 115 stations. And uh, we'd be delighted to have you join us. And certainly, uh, the show, the Smiling Ranger, the, the book, The Smiling Ranger, it's a, a whole series of very, mostly lighthearted short stories about my time in uniform. So, uh, yeah, Amazon's the way to get it. And it's an excellent book. I've read it, so folks go out and pick that up. Colonel, thank you very much for all you've done for, for my family, uh, and thank you for your service to our country. We appreciate it. God bless you, Skip. Talk to you soon. All right, we will be right back, um, so don't you go nowhere. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Mark Walters, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. Uh, let's talk about the election and how it will affect 
gun owners uh, here in America. Do you have any insight on that? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, how much time do we have in the segment? Because you might as well go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> well, we've got 12 minutes, Mark. <laughs> That's not enough, so let me get started. Okay. First of all, those of you who cannot find it in yourself to vote for Donald Trump because you're a pound never Trump, there's no such thing as hashtag, until the lady on the telephone tells me, to reach your extension, please dial the number followed by the hashtag sign, then I'll change it. But it's the pound sign, okay? That's my world. You asked me about the, you asked me about the election, now I have to go off. The, for those of you who cannot quite yet figure out that this is about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, my suggestion to you is just stay home. Don't vote. Because you're letting down your country. Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton are going to be the next president. No dopey Gary Johnson, no goofball, what's his name, McMullen, the CIA guy that nobody knows out in Utah, who was a plant by rhino of all rhinos, Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney. Who the hell is Mitt Romney anyway? Two-time loser, we want to take advice from this guy. We take advice from winners. If you want to win in life, you surround yourself with winners, not losers. Now, that's not to begrudge what he's done in his personal life. He's made millions of dollars at bank, and good for him. He's a brilliant businessman. Stay out of the public arena because the guy is, is nothing but a cancer when it comes to politics. Donald Trump has changed everything in the realm of, of, of the political spectrum and the establishment. The establishment that you've known your entire life is over. It's gone. It no longer exists. As evidenced by the fact that the Bushes have been crushed, the last remaining stain is Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And if you decide you're going to vote for Gary Johnson or you're going to vote for Evan McMullen or you're going to write in John McCain, you're an idiot, and I question your character, your integrity, your honor, and your patriotism at this stage of the game because it's now time that you have to put your country first. And I'll tell that to anyone. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's mom at the grocery store, if it's John Kasich like an idiot who said he wrote in John McCain's name. John Kasich is an idiot, and I question his patriotism at this stage of the game. Let's flip over to Hillary Clinton. Well, first off, Donald Trump has pledged to support your Second Amendment right. Hillary Clinton has not, and she won't. That's the choice that you have. That's the bottom line. I don't care if you like that or not. Facts are stubborn things. You have to deal and accept what is. That's what skip what we were talking about with evil existing. It exists. Either deal with it or prepare to face it at some point in your life unprepared and become a victim of it. Okay? These are the facts. This is where we are. Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton is going to be the president. No one else. Any To vote any other way is a waste of a vote. And quite frankly, if you're a gun owner, is unpatriotic in my eyes. Here's why. There was a time in America, Skip, that Hillary Clinton wouldn't have existed. And if she did exist, and she knew she was under investigation a second time, she would stand up and say, I can't put my country through this. The FBI is wrong. I'm innocent. I will be vindicated. But the country is more important than me. That's called honor and integrity, something of which this woman does not have. And where I'm going with this is that we, the, the enemies of our freedom now know no boundaries, none. And we are to a point where when we know what the other side has, with, with, with what Hillary Clinton is all about, yet we will pull the lever for her, at this stage of the game, I have to question your character if you're willing to do that. When you know everything you know about this person, I don't know that I want you around my children. 
I don't know that I want you teaching my kids. I don't want you working for me. If you think what she did is okay, I don't want you. I try to weed people like you out during the interview process when I hire somebody. Skip, do you want somebody who would work for you, who would find it okay that the employee sitting next to them was embezzling your money and chose not to say anything because, well, it wasn't her? I would hope not. I would hope not. This is a criminal. Our country is at stake. The Supreme Court is at stake. And here, let me put this in very blunt terms for you. If you are over 20 years old and Hillary Clinton is elected, you will not live long enough to see your country fixed. It will not happen in your lifetime. That's what the Supreme Court flip will do. You will not live long enough if you, and I could actually, and I'm, I'm beginning to, to revise that number downwards to about 10 years old. Because the next president will nominate possibly four justices to the court if that president stays president for eight years. Now, here's the, broad, here's the bright side of this. You don't have to be stupid. You don't have to be unpatriotic. You can put your country first. You can hold your nose and vote for Trump. If, you know, if there's something about Donald Trump you don't like, you can hold your nose and vote for him. And you can know that the odds have it, and I believe anyway, and I've been wrong before, but I, I want to say this because I want to leave it on a, on a positive note. I do not believe, I have more faith in my country that Americans, that a, that a majority of Americans will not put the stench of corruption and the stink of rotting corpse of criminality that is Hillary Clinton, the racketeering, I mean, she ought to be arrested on RICO charges. And you know, don't be surprised if she is down the road. These are corrupt criminals that have been gaming the system, making hundreds of millions of dollars off of the taxpayer, that's me and you, for 30-plus years in Washington, D.C. Donald Trump represents the end of this. And as he says on the campaign trail right now, this is our last chance to fix the corruption and the stink. If Hillary Clinton is successful, this country is going to be mired in investigation, criminal corruption, probe after probe after probe, grand juries, indictments. Everyone surrounding this woman is under investigation by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And if that doesn't tell you what you need to know at this stage of the game, I don't know that I want you around me. I don't know what kind of person you are that you think that's okay, that you yeah, are willing you know, to put this <laughs> The, the thing that uh, even before all of this FBI stuff, email, WikiLeaks, even before all of that controversy came up, you know, I looked at it more from a, a moral standpoint. It, it's like for the past 30 years, I look at Hillary Clinton, I look at what Bill Clinton did in office, you know, all the sexual scandals, and she defended him and helped punish all of the... Uh, uh, the, the women that, that he was, that he took advantage of. Money. And because think, of money. It's money. Yeah, what, what kind of a person it's money would and do that? Yeah, and stay with that man through all of that. I mean, I this is about, these, these are about things that we don't know anything about that are now beginning to come to light. We're beginning to see through the Clinton Foundation and its criminality and the exposure, the exposure of it, exactly what these people have been up to 
for the last 20, 30 years. The Bushes are a part of this. That's why they refuse to, this is all part of a syndicate. When Trump says this system is rigged, he's flat out right. What's happening is you have two different classes of people. You have the ruling class, the elite, who once they get to Washington, as we are now seeing, we've all known that, Skip, you've known it, I've known it. Okay, the liberal left is a diseased mind, quite frankly. Liberalism is a mental disorder. They're not capable of connecting dots, thinking rationally and logically. It's a feeling for them. They feel things. They don't think things through. That's the difference between conservatism and liberalism, quite frankly. And that party is so far left now that you're now witnessing what happened to Europe, which some of them are now waking up to, is not yet quite crossed the pond. The American Democrat Party is now a socialist party trying to do what happened in Europe by instilling quasi-socialism in this country. They can't succeed as long as you are armed. Right. They cannot yeah. succeed. You're standing in their way. I'm not talking jackbooted, you know, hysterical, the government's coming banging. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that they're smart enough to know that if they control the media, they control the message. If they control the message, they control the masses. That's you. They've infiltrated the media over decades. They've infiltrated our universities. This is all part of a grand scheme. And if they can do to your kids' minds and get guns out, you know, they don't. If they can eliminate that culture through legislation and through executive order, which is what they have to have power in order to do, and do it in conjunction with the media, who in turn will demonize you in your lifestyle, they're willing to wait this out. This is a jihad. These are holy warriors. The gun controllers are jihadis. They're gun control jihadis. They are working for decades down the road to get what they want. They're willing to wait, and they have never been threatened as they have been right now. Watch and see what happens in the next five to six days. But I, I, I feel very good about where we are right now. If you ask me today who's going to win the election, I'm going to tell you Trump is. And I would tell you 300-plus electoral votes. Wow. I hope you're right, Mark. I mean, I've been wrong. I hope and I hope. Well, I just, I, I don't have as much faith in the American electorate as, as you do, I think. I've just seen too many, too many idiots out there. But hopefully, I guess all we need is 50.1% of the American public to be smarter or, you know, Smarter than well, Technically speaking, we have you know, obviously the Electoral College. You can lose the popular vote. Yeah. Right. Still win the presidency. I know what you say. You use that metaphorically speaking like me. In other words, the majority of Americans, you know, so I, I know where you're going with that. And because I, every time I mention that, I get emails from people that go, you don't know what you're talking about. We have an Electoral College. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you, I'm speaking metaphorically here when I say a majority of people. So, yes, I understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Here's, here's well, Mark, we are we're about out of time here, um, but I certainly appreciate all of your insight, and boy, I really appreciate your optimism. And man, I hope to God you're right about about this election uh, next Tuesday. So, um, it, you're on record now. Trump is going to win. Vote for Trump, and uh, I am I'm right behind you um, all the way. Um, Mark, how can people get a hold of uh, you, uh, Armed American Radio, all, all that good stuff that's in your world? Facebook.com slash Armed American Radio. Join the near 100,000 fans. We don't buy likes. These are generic fans of the program. Follow me on Twitter at AARMark, at AARMark. We are getting more active with that and building that following in a big way. And, of course, ArmedAmericanRadio.com for everything you need to know. And don't forget to visit the USCCA at USCCA on air. Com, working with Armed American Radio together. So I hope to see you there. All right, fantastic. This is Skip Quarrell, host of the Home Defense Show. 
When we come back, we will be talking to a 5-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 10-year-old all about guns and gun safety. Stay tuned. We will be right back. My name is C.J. Coriel. Welcome to the Home Defense Show with my dad, Skip Coriel. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. This is Dr. George from Peachtree ENT Center. We've won patient care awards and have the highest patient recommendations because we believe in practicing medicine the old-fashioned way. Practicing good medicine is based in listening to the patient and making a care plan that is individual. The best medical care is given when there is a strong doctor-patient relationship built on mutual trust and respect. At Peachtree ENT Center, we believe in taking care of the whole patient because healing is more than writing a prescription. Whether you have problems hearing, have frequent throat or sinus infections, from the time you call our office and speak to a real person, you will be treated as an individual and not as an ailment. During your visit, you will not be rushed, and all your questions will be answered. When possible, natural treatments will be recommended to fix the problem. If surgery is recommended, cost-effective, minimally invasive treatment for snoring, sleep apnea, or sinus problems will be offered because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This is Skip Coriel. This segment, we have a a special treat for you. I have two special guests inside the studio today. I have my son, Cedar. Say hello, Cedar. Hello. And I have my son, Phoenix. Phoenix, say hello. Hello. (laughs) They are both with me today. Um, Let's uh, just talk a little bit about, I mean, the show is about home and family defense, and this is part of my family. So, um, Cedar, why don't you tell me, um, do you like being around firearms? It's fun. It's a fun experience. Okay. Phoenix, what about you? Do you like to shoot guns? Yes. It's it's my favorite thing to do. Oh, okay. Great. Well, when we, uh, now you have shotguns before, You've, you've shot, what, you've shot pistols and you've shot rifles. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You too, Cedar? Yeah. Yes. Now, you, you haven't shot shotguns. No, actually, you, you've shot a four ten shotgun before, haven't you? I have? Yes, you have. That's the small shotgun that belongs to your mom. Oh, well, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, that, that's I, good. I, I, I shot it too. It, we, remember, you and me were sitting in the garden? And oh, yeah, yeah. Makes a big boom, doesn't it? Isn't that the time when we blew... 
the guts out of those stuff stuff buddies. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later uh, in another episode. <laughs> All right. Um, now, but when you shoot guns, well, well first, Cedar, a little bit about you personally. W- what else do you like to do? I like sports, soccer and baseball are mostly my favorite. Mm-hmm. I like to play around in the woods. Oh, you like to climb trees, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Phoenix, what other things do you enjoy doing? Um, coloring. Coloring. Okay. And doing school and shooting guns with my dad. And you like being on the radio, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Fantastic. Okay, we just had another special guest walk into the studio. Her name is Amethyst Coriel, my five-year-old daughter. Amethyst, can you say hello to the audience? Hello. She has a very tiny voice. She'll, she'll have to speak as loud as she can. Amethyst, tell me what you enjoy doing. Um, I like playing with, with Phoenix. I like hugging Cedar a lot. But sometimes he doesn't want me. <laughs> okay. And Amethyst, have you ever shot guns before? Yes. Yes, you shot. In fact, if you go to uh, Daddy's Facebook page, there'll be a picture of you shooting a pistol. Do you remember that? Well, you, if you, sh- you can't shake your head, honey. They can't hear you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get let's get right down to the meat of the matter here. Now that you know my three children, um, kids, when you shoot guns, you just can't go pick up one of Daddy's guns and shoot it, can you? No. 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 Um, when you shoot my gun, what has to happen first? You have to ask. You have to ask Daddy. That is right. Very right. And you also also have to have the safety off. Well, before you can press the trigger, the safety has to be off before the fire, right? Yep. But first things first. What I have taught all of you is I have taught you the NRA Eddie Eagle Gun Safety Program. And what that means, do you know what... Cedar, go ahead. What What is the Eddie Eagle gun safety program? What does it say? It says, if you see a gun, stop, turn around, leave the area, get an adult. That's right. It's stop, don't touch, leave the area, and tell an adult, right? Right. Right. So let's practice that right now. And, you- and tell them to the truth. Yes, always tell the truth, right? So, repeat after me. When you see a gun... When you see a gun... Stop. Stop. stop don't touch. Don't touch. Leave the area. Leave the area. And tell an adult. And tell an adult. That is awesome. If you guys that, that is awesome. No, stop repeating me now. Or you're grounded. <laughs> No, if you guys do that, if you follow that safety rule, then you will never get hurt by a gun, okay? Gun accidents won't happen if you follow the gun safety rules, okay? I never play with guns. That's right. You never do play with guns, do you? I, you play me. I, 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 I never play, play, play with guns because I don't know the, the password to your 
To my gun sake, that's yeah. right. Well, it's very important for Daddy to keep his guns locked up, isn't it? I yes. play with fake guns. With toy guns? That's mm-hmm. right. It's and okay that, to play with toy guns, but and, not real guns. And Dad, I I only I I only play play with guns when you're watching. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you only play with guns while I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Oh. You, Okay, yeah, I understand what you say. You don't play with them. Um, you're under very strict supervision when you're handling guns, right? Yeah. That's right. You never do it without Daddy, ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we have uh, enough for this segment. Um, what I need you to do now is just say goodbye to our audience. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right. We will... We will have more uh, later on with my children in another episode. Okay, folks, now that the kids have left the building, I can speak frankly with you. You have to be real careful with your kids. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've got the cutest, sweetest kids in the entire world, and I'm not biased about that at all. But as much as I love them, I don't trust them any farther than I can throw an elephant. Because kids are kids, right? You've got to keep your guns locked up all the time. Man, do not trust your kids to do the right thing. And let me tell you why. My uh, 21-year-old son, 20-year, whatever, Philip, I bought him his first BB gun when he was about 10 years old and I would never let him shoot it by himself. I was always there with him. I taught him the safety rules. I drilled it into him and he was a pretty good shot, but I didn't trust him alone with that gun. And then finally, one day he walked up to me while I was sitting in front of the television after a long, hard day's work. And he says, Dad, let's go play play with my gun. I said, oh, I did not want to get up out of that chair. I was exhausted. So I said, well, Philip, you remember the safety rules? He says, yep. And he quoted them to me word for word, verbatim. And I said, all right, go on out there, have a good time, be safe. And my thinking was, what could possibly happen, right? I mean, we lived out in the middle of the boondocks. The closest house was over a quarter of a mile away, what could happen, right? So I hadn't been sitting in that chair more than five minutes. And then I heard a loud crack. And I thought, gosh, that doesn't sound like a BB gun. So I I got up and I walked over to the sliding glass door uh, to the deck. That would be the the double-pane sliding glass door, which is now a single-pane sliding glass door. And there's shattered glass all over the deck. I opened it up. And I see my 10-year-old son walking up, dragging his BB gun behind him. And I said, Philip, what, uh, what happened? And, and then I looked down at the, the stairway, and I see a Mountain Dew can sitting at the top of the stairs right in front of the sliding glass window. And I said, Philip, is, is that the that the Mountain Dew can you were shooting at? He said, yeah, Dad. 
And I asked them, I said, why did you put it right up in front of the glass door? And he says, well, because I could see it better up there. Now, in his 10-year-old mind, that made a, a heck of a lot of sense. You have to understand that kids, I mean, they can memorize the safety rules. And for the most part, they can obey the safety rules. The problem is they don't have enough life experience to have good judgment yet. A 10-year-old has never seen anything bad happen. And they, they don't get wisdom until they screw up. The problem is when you screw up with a firearm, it means somebody died. And with kids, you don't want to take that chance. So with my own kids, even though they're good kids, I trust them, they're well-behaved, they do what I tell them to most of the time, it only takes one screw-up and a child that you love is dead or someone else that you love is dead and you are changed and damaged and wounded emotionally, physically, maybe dead. So you got to be really, really careful about, you know, firearms and children. Lock those guns up. If there's one cardinal rule, parents, lock the guns up. Always, always, always lock the guns up. Okay. Well, hey, we are just about out of time here for the radio show. But I've had a good time with, with you folks. I hope you've had a good time, that you've learned some things. Next week, we are going to try and get away from all this political crap. And we're going to talk more about the nuts and bolts, get down into the deep into the bowels of personal defense. And uh, we are going to speak with Matt Kenovi, um, the author of Real Secrets of Home and Personal Defense. Matt's from Missouri. Um, awesome guy, one of my authors, you're going to love him. He knows a ton about personal safety, especially home defense. So we're going to talk with uh, Matt for as long as we can get him, and uh, you're really going to enjoy it. In the meantime, please, people, get out there and vote. Vote, uh, you know, vote Second Amendment. Vote to keep your right to keep and bear arms. Take care of your family. God bless all of you. Stay safe, and uh, especially be safe out on the range. Love you guys. God bless. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.